Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 10 of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before I get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our minds, and our hearts to you, Lord. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily life. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God is near you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that sticks to our feet we wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the skies? No, you will go down to the depths. He who listens to you listens to me. He who rejects you rejects me. But he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 1, Jesus knew that the time for his crucifixion was coming and there were still many villages that hadn't heard his message. So he sent out the 72 ahead of him to spread the message of the kingdom of God. What Jesus said in verse 2, there were many people that were ready to be gathered to be disciples of Jesus Christ and to hear the message and accept the message of Jesus Christ. And there needed to be more workers that were focused on spreading the gospel and preaching about the kingdom of God and actually implementing the teachings of Jesus. And when Jesus says, ask the Lord of the harvest, he's telling them to pray. The work that they're going to be doing was great work and it couldn't be accomplished without prayer. And in our daily lives, we have to pray to God through every aspect of our lives to get through and grow through the things that we're growing through in life. 
And whenever God calls us to do something, he calls us to go somewhere or he puts a calling on our heart, we have to constantly pray to be able to stand firm in our faith and stay obedient to the calling that he's placed on our hearts. In verse 3, Jesus tells them to go and God is going to use them to answer their own prayers. So in the verse before, he told them to pray and now he's telling them to go. So once we pray for something and we have that tug in our heart and we know that we're supposed to go, then we just have to go and we have to trust in the Lord that he will provide everything that we need. They had to trust God and go wherever Jesus, which is their shepherd, told them to go. In verse 4, without taking anything with them, they had to rely on God for everything. And this is what we should do through every aspect of our life. In verses 5 through 7, they were to bring a blessing of peace to the home that they went in if the people in that household received that peace. And what Jesus tells them in verse 7, They had to trust that God would provide for them through the generosity of the people that they were staying with. And they couldn't go from home to home asking for the things that they needed. They had to put all of their trust in God and know that he will provide for them. And they just had to stay focused on their mission to spread the gospel and to preach of the kingdom of God. In verses 8 through 9, When the people welcomed them and showed them generosity, then they were to accept it and serve and heal those that needed healing and preach about the kingdom of God and tell them that the kingdom of God is near them. But in verses 10 through 12, if these people didn't welcome them, then they were to proclaim against them in the streets and let them know the kingdom of God is near. What Jesus says in verse 12 These people that didn't welcome them didn't accept Jesus. And so they were dead in their sins and we're only alive in Jesus. When we don't accept Jesus, then we're just dead in our sins. And verses 13 through 15, these people from these towns saw miraculous signs and heard the teachings of Jesus, but they didn't repent and implement his teachings. And what Jesus said in verse 16, if people listen and accept the message of the people that Jesus sent, then they listen and they accept Jesus. But if they reject the message, then they reject Jesus and they also reject God the Father. All right, so I'm going to continue reading at verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 17 through 20, in verse 17, these 72 came back and said that even demons submit to them in Jesus' name. And Jesus said that he had given them authority to overcome the power of the enemy. 
but the real thing that they should be rejoicing over is that their names are written in heaven. Our true home is in heaven. This world is just our temporary home. And when our names are written in heaven, that is something to rejoice over, not the things of this world or the power that we have over the things of this world. Because when it's our time to go, we're going to be going to our true home in heaven with Jesus and God the Father. And what Jesus said in verse 21, The people that were wise and learned already thought that they knew everything, but little children are always open and willing to learn new things. In verses 23 through 24, Jesus Christ showed them many things and he taught them many things that many prophets and kings before them longed to see and be taught. And they saw Jesus Christ. He was fully man and fully God. And these prophets from the Old Testament and kings from before didn't ever see Jesus Christ, but they longed to see him. And the prophets talked about the Messiah and the Savior of the world and the King of all kings, but they never actually saw him. All right, so the next verse is here, verses 25 through 37 on the parable of the Good Samaritan. I actually went over all of those verses and explained them in my episode number 119. So I'm going to go ahead and just enter a clip of me reading those verses and explaining them. But if you want to go check out that whole episode, it's episode number 119 where it goes over the parable of the Good Samaritan. So I'm going to go ahead and insert that clip now. Alright, so let's get into this teaching on the Good Samaritan. And this teaching is in the book of Luke in chapter 10. And it's in verses 25 through 37. So I'm just going to go ahead and read these verses here with you guys and then we'll discuss. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him from his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Alright, so in this parable or this teaching of the Good Samaritan, we can see here where it says, love your neighbor as yourself. But your neighbor is not just the person that lives next door to you. Anyone that you pass by on the street or see at the grocery store or wherever you're going, that person is your neighbor. And whenever we see someone that needs help, we should always offer a helping hand. 
and take care of them and be kind to them just like we would our own family member. We can get so caught up in our busy lives that we disregard others without even meaning to. Or maybe we feel like it's not our place. Like the priest and the Levite that passed by that man on the other side. Maybe they felt like it wasn't their place to help him. Maybe they were busy. There could be a million reasons why we don't offer a helping hand and take care of our neighbor. But Jesus teaches us to be like the Good Samaritan that sees the person in trouble or sees the person that needs help and takes care of them and puts them on their own donkey and shows them compassion and love. That's the type of people that we should be. When we're believers of Christ, we're following Christ, we're seeking to be like him, we have to be like the Good Samaritan and not like the priest and Levite that just passed by on the other side, but actually help those in need and not just disregard them or feel like it's not our place because we're always put in places and in situations for a reason. And if we're there at that specific time where someone needs help, we have to help them. There's a reason why we're there. Jesus had compassion for everyone and he healed the broken and the wounded. And we always want to seek to be more like Jesus. Now, Jesus is perfect. And as humans, as sinners, we're never going to be able to reach perfection. But we can always strive to follow him and be more like him. All right, so I'm going to continue reading at verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. All right, so those are all the verses of chapter 10 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So in these verses here, Martha had welcomed Jesus into her home and she was distracted by getting all this stuff prepared to serve Jesus. And she was frustrated because she was doing all these things. She was, you know, probably getting food prepared and doing all this stuff to be a good host for Jesus. And her sister Mary was just sitting there listening to him. And Martha was focusing on the wrong things. She was distracted by all the things that she needed to do and worrying about all of the other things other than the most important thing, which is listening to Jesus Christ and learning from him and following him. And that's what her sister Mary was doing. She knew the importance of listening to Jesus Christ. But Martha was just distracted by all the things that she wanted to get done and all of these other things. And this can happen to us a lot in our life. We can get so distracted by the things that we need to do or the things that we think we need to do instead of focusing on the very most important thing, which is our relationship with Christ, listening to him, following him, learning from him, spreading the gospel and implementing the teachings of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is we have to go wherever Jesus tells us to go. Number two is we have to be willing to learn from Jesus, just like a little child is willing to learn new things. And number three, we have to be like the Good Samaritan. 
that sees someone in need and offers a helping hand, no matter if we feel like it's our place or if we're busy or whatever the case may be, when we see someone in need, we have to just help them and love and serve others. So that concludes this Bible study on chapter 10 of the book of Luke. Tomorrow we're going to go into chapter 11, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys!